Before we get to today's show, I have a quick announcement to share. I'm getting ready for the third annual community episode of the Walshing Apps podcast, and this is your official invitation to call into the show. For the community episode, I ask my listeners to call in and recommend something they are loving right now. This could be a book, a magazine, a website, another podcast, a tool or notion, basically anything that you would recommend to a creative friend. And it doesn't have to be something brand new. It can be something that you've been using for years if you'd like. I always ask my guests on the show to recommend great stuff. And for this very special episode, I'm asking all of you to do the same thing. To sweeten the deal, I am giving away a special prize pack from Spoonflower and another one from Chronicle Books to two lucky listeners who are brave enough to call in and leave a voicemail for me with a recommendation. So anytime between now and December 7th, 2018, you can head over to my blog, walshynaps.com, where you will find a button to click on in order to record your recommendation. And if you mess up, you'll be able to start over before you send it to me. It's super easy to do. You don't need any special equipment or anything. I give you some tips as to how to make your voice sound good, etc. But really, it's so easy. And If you do it, you'll get to hear your voice on the podcast, which will be awesome. So the community episode airs on December 17th, and you have until December 7th to do your recording. So head over and do it, and thank you so much. Today's episode is sponsored by Crosscut Sewing. Located in Melrose, Massachusetts, or online at crosscutsewingco.com, Crosscut offers fun and modern fabric for all of your sewing projects. Shop their Black Friday sale now for the best selection. Use the code THANKS18 for 25% off fabric, notions, patterns, and gifts through November 26th. Most orders ship same day, and orders over $40 ship for free. Thank you so much, Crosscut Sewing. And now, here's the show. Welcome to episode 133 of the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Today, we're talking about the quilting industry, and I recorded this episode at Fall Quilt Market in Houston, Texas last weekend. It was a neat experience. Quilt Market is the trade show for the sewing industry. It takes place twice a year, in late October or very early November in Houston at the George R. Brown Convention Center, and then again in mid-May at a different city around the country. In May of 2019, it will be in Kansas City, and last May, it was in Portland, Oregon. The show is only open to the trade, and is a time for quilt shop owners, pattern designers, notions makers, and fabric manufacturers to come together and do business with one another. This was my third time attending Quilt Market, and I did a lot of different things at the show this time around. I had uh, quite a few meetings with different manufacturers and business owners to learn more about what they've been up to and what's new. I had several dinners and lunch meetings as well, but one of the things I did was sit down with quilt shop owners to talk with them about how business is going 
And those conversations are what make up this very special podcast episode. You might recall that last year I did a state of the industry episode at Quilt Market as well. That one is episode 108 if you'd like to tune in and see how things have changed over the course of a year. In that episode, I sat down with three shop owners and we all talked together. This time I did man on the street style interviews. Well, they're actually women on the street because all the people I spoke with were women um, with shop owners that I had never met before. So I just walked up to people while they were in line for sample spree or while they were sitting at the round tables outside of the schoolhouse classrooms. And I introduced myself and asked them if they would talk with me about how things have been going for them in their shops this past year. Some of them knew me, but most of them had never met me or heard of me before. Quilt shop owners are on the front lines of this industry. They are out there every single day serving customers And they are also buying and selling the fabric and the patterns and the books and notions that many of us who own businesses are producing. And they're also selling classes and hiring teachers. So they know a lot about what's selling and what kinds of questions customers are asking um, and what customers are excited about and what's really not selling and not doing as well. Um, So what I'm really excited about is to bring their voices and their understanding and perspective to this podcast. So without further ado, here are shop owners reflecting on the state of the quilting industry in the fall of 2018. Okay, so um, let me see what your name is. My Turn name your is Nancy okay. Blazy, rhymes with lazy. Okay, so we're here with Nancy Blazy, and um, Nancy, tell us the name of your shop and where it's located. Hi, thank you. Um, we are from Willow Creek Quilts, and we're located in Claire's Home, Alberta, about an hour north of the Montana border with Canada. Nice. Okay, and um, tell me how long you've been in business. I know you are kind of brand new. We are. Uh, we have been in business for 10 months, so this is an exciting venture. And is this your first time coming to Quilt Market? Absolutely. Absolutely first time, but it won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you decide to, to take the plunge and actually come this time? Uh, was it, uh, you know, a financial, it's, it's an investment to get out here. Absolutely. I think we saw the value in the potential of, of learning new techniques. We see we hire many teachers right now to come into our store. And uh, as time permits, we'd like to be the ones doing the teaching and educating. And so we saw this as a really valuable resource to see the new items coming out on the market and be, instead of just following the crowd, to be in the front end. Okay, great. Um, and tell us a little bit about your store, kind of how would people characterize it or what defines it, what makes it sort of different or interesting or special? Well, our store is in a reclaimed uh, clothing uh, store that had been there for about 45 years in the community. And uh, so people walk in and they go, wow. Um, because it's wide open, it's spacious, and uh, you can easily run a scooter through the aisles and or a baby stroller. And so we do both ends of the spectrum. Uh, we like to think that we offer really personalized service. We take as much time with someone who's only buying 
so about four inches or 0.1 of a meter uh, of fabric is someone who's buying 20 meters of fabric, which uh, people really love. So they characterize us as a very friendly, helpful store and they love the spirit and the atmosphere in our store. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So um, here we are at Fall Quilt Market and um, we're sitting in the tables outside of where all the schoolhouses took place or are still taking place. So um, tell me a little bit about what you saw today at the schoolhouses you went to and sort of what stood out. Wow. <laughs> it's hard to characterize. I think our goal is just to come away with one point from each of the classes we went to. Um, certainly how to kit things up better. We have a lot of people who want kits in our store and we haven't had a lot of time to commit to doing that and that would be a priority I think. Kitting up fabric so people can see it, grab and go, or at least be inspired to create something that they have difficulty conceptualizing with a whole line of fabric. Yeah, definitely. Lots of good ideas. Oh, huge. Huge yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was there any one designer whose um, who's new line or new patterns really sort of struck your fancy? There was a lady. Her name was Pauline, and she's, sewing, she's selling this uh, amazing little tool that um, you take a two-and-a-half-inch binding, and with your iron, you can just it pre- seams your iron so you just follow it down you don't have to do all the piddly little matching up the cut edges and trying to make it match I'm sorry I can't remember I think it's a sash buster product but it was amazing I don't think it's that expensive but it's one of those little tips that will really save time and I'm looking forward to checking it out on the market floor tomorrow Awesome. That sounds great. And that's the kind of discovery that you get at market when you see things in person that would be hard to find mm -hmm. otherwise. Absolutely. Um, okay. And um, so tell me in your store this year, what's been going particularly well? What's been hot? What's been selling well? What are your customers excited about? We've had real success with our beginners classes, actually. We've probably put through about 50 beginners just coming through in the past 10 months, people really excited about learning to sew. And really there's a gamut. Uh, I mean, they, it's from one end to the other, from K-facet fabrics to uh, primitive gatherings to Civil War fabrics. Uh, I would be hard pressed to say there's one particular line that is is doing better than the others. Uh, it's as varied as the people that we serve. We do a lot of, we have, we're horse area, so a lot of those panels are working well. Christmas, we've had out since August and it's going really well. Um, so yeah, we're excited about anything. <laughs> and I know you have to specialize, but at this point, I think we're still too new to say this is what the people want. We're on a major through fair to uh, the Banff, Cal Calgary area uh, from Montana. And so we get all kinds of travelers through. So summer has been really busy. We did row by row, row, by row was very, very effective for us. It's a big seller, so we were thrilled. Nice, that's awesome. And I just saw um, Kay Facet and Liza Lucy and Brandon Mabley walking by right behind us. So sorry to be distracted, but you know. Um, <laughs> there they go. Um, okay, um, and let's talk a little bit about the challenges. I know you're pretty new, but maybe you've noticed a little bit or are thinking in the back of your mind about some things that you see the industry facing as a whole sort of going forward that may be of concern or, um, or just sort of particularly challenging going forward. 
Well, some, I was in a class and someone said, you know, the quilters are aging, but we really see that there are new quilters coming up. And the, I think one of the challenges maintaining relevance with newer quilters coming into and creating, helping to create new quilters coming into the market. And uh, the other one certainly would be the economic times are tough and uh, maintaining a cost-effective um, value for a dollar that people are spending. You know, it's not like you're going out for a movie, but you can spend, you know, $50, $60 and make a small baby quilt, you know, put it together and, and have something that you can give away that's a lifetime heirloom keepsake. So, yeah, totally. And, cost. <laughs> and I find that those life events are often what bring people into quilting in the first place, having a baby or a new baby in the family or a wedding or that sort of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, scrap. I used to do scrapbooking and uh, so that's a lot of geometric matching colors and coming up with a design idea for a page. Um, but I find that quilting now has become, so. it's a lifelong keepsake, whether you're displaying it on a table, whether you're cuddling with it on the couch or whether it's in the car as that emergency blanket, it's still something that's seen, touched and has value. Thank you so much. So tell us where people can come, give us the address and maybe the web address of your shop so people can come by and visit you um, if they're in the neighborhood. That would be great. Uh, so our physical store is located uh, on the number two highway traveling uh, north towards Calgary. It's in Claire's Home, Alberta. And we also have an online presence, uh, willowcreekquilts.ca. Thank you. All right, so we're here with Kate Booth, and Kate, tell me um, the name of your shop and where it's located. It's called Kate So Modern, and it's located in Guilford, Connecticut. Okay, great, and tell me a little bit about Kate So Modern. Like, how would people characterize it, or what makes it different or special? Well, one big thing is I didn't want to open as a quilt shop, even though I'm a quilter, because I saw people becoming more and more interested in making garments. And this actually came out of a trip to um, Oklahoma City I took in 2015 at So Okay. And people would work on Lizzie House's meadow, meadow quilt during the day, but then put everything away and start making clothes until midnight. So I thought if I'm going to open a fabric shop, it really has to be around more than quilts. And that's turned out to be prescient. We've done really well on the garment end of things. And how many years have you been in business? And you've been the owner the whole time that Kate So Modern has been yeah. open? Yeah, I've been in business exactly two years. And I started um, with the mistaken notion that I could do it in 600 square feet, which was what was offered to me to begin with. And then I moved before I even opened and found another place that was about a thousand square feet. And in the beginning of January, we took over a whole building that has um, 3,000 square feet and uh, an upstairs classroom that is amazing. It's got vaulted ceilings. It's over a thousand square feet. You can look out over the marshes because we're right on Long Island Sound and the light is just perfect for creating. There's design boards. It's wonderful. 
That sounds... I want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live there, too. That sounds delightful. So so here we are at Fall Quilt Market in Houston. And um, so in the two years that you've been in business, do you always come to market, to Fall and Spring Market? Or is this one of your first ones? This is my second market. I went to last year's Houston Market as well. I think two a year is a little bit much for me right now. Um, but it's, it's really... It, it, it gets you very energized with ideas. I always do, always, being two years, do the boot camp um, and just really try to absorb as much as I can and talk to people and get ideas. And I'm noticing a lot more younger quilt uh, and fabric store owners, which is really exciting. And did you bring anybody with you? Yes, I did. I brought my, my manager. She runs e-commerce and marketing for me. Okay, great. And My name is Marissa, by the way. Okay. Um, and uh, what are your plans for tomorrow when the show floor opens? Do you have like a plan of action in mind or are you just wondering? Do you have a lot of meetings scheduled? That's a good question. My first, my first session last year, I was convinced by the reps to schedule meetings and I quickly learned that that was a really stupid use of my time. And part, part of what... I'm proud of is that we find things that are unusual and, and different and, and bring them to the store. So it's not like every other shop. And so this year we are just going to wander. We are going to look at things that are interesting and try to stay away from the big attractions where we have reps anyway and see how much we can learn by um, dividing and conquering. So really using the show as discovery. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. So thinking about your shop this year and your second year in business, what has been going well? What's been selling well? What's hot? What are your customers especially excited about? It sounds like garments was a good bet. Yep, garments was a great bet. And we worked hard to bring in patterns that weren't readily available. For instance, deer and doe, which is based in France. And uh, we a lot of grain line patterns, classes to make garments have been really big. And um, just people who want to learn to sew. I, I find that more and more people just want to shut out the world around them and find something that can absorb them and, and find a community of like-minded people um, to get away from the stress of, of the news and all the worries we have to deal with right now. That's probably very true. And yeah. so having your shop be that haven. Yeah, we have, we have done so well just with introduction to school of sewing is what we call it. And that went so well that we started a school of sewing too. And now we're doing mini retreats upstairs where we just make it a party and we do lots of little projects and um, we're thinking about doing more hand work now so that people can build the community even more. Uh, Marissa commented that it, it's easier to to talk to people and get to know them when you're doing hand work than it is when you're over a machine going thousand miles thousand stitches a minute absolutely and when you think about the industry right now and look at what's happening 
Do you see any challenges overall that you feel like the industry is facing, either big or small? Well, I think there was an overabundance recently of of fabric. I think that the whole area of surface design went nuts. So everybody who was in any form of surface design went into fabric. People who had designed patterns went into fabric. It was just it, it was just crazy and curating that it is a very challenging thing and I've enjoyed it but right now there's just a lot of um, what-ifs what's going to happen with free spirit after Jaftex absorbs it what's going to happen with the women from cotton and steel um, what's going to happen with the old cotton and steel and because that's our on the quilting side lifeblood or so i thought I, the, I think one of our biggest sellers is the william morris collection which is not even appropriate for a, a, a modern shop but i looked at it and thought that he, he he was one of the biggest modernists of his time so that's how i justified bringing it in it's it's been the number one selling fabric for the last well, since it came out from day one. Wow. So. And that was last year when it yeah, came out. I was yeah. at the launch party. We, we are still reordering the collections. Yep, we're, I think we're on our fourth or fifth bolt of the, the Strawberry Thief. So there you go. You, it's hard to predict sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that really builds confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us where people can find, give us the address where people can find Kate So Modern if they're in the neighborhood sure. and online as well. Okay. We have an Etsy shop and it's called Kate So Modern and Kate is with a C. So that's, and so is S-E-W. And we are physically at 50 York Street in Guilford, Connecticut. It's really easy to get to from Route 95. It's right off exit 57, and it's about 15 or 20 minutes from New Haven. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks. Thanks for talking with me. I want to take a minute now to hear from our sponsor, Crosscut Sewing. My name is Stephanie Thiessen, and my business is Crosscut Sewing Company. Crosscut Sewing is a fabric shop and sewing studio located in Melrose, Massachusetts. We have a variety of sort of more fun and modern quilting fabric from manufacturers like Cotton and Steel, Art Gallery Fabrics, Robert Kaufman, Free Spirit, Andover, and Moda. In addition to quilting cotton, we offer a variety of apparel fabrics like denim, chambray, uh, jersey knit, canvas, corduroy, rayon, um, and flannel. Um, we also have a classroom, and sewists can rent the classroom by the hour and come and work here. Uh, we also sort of have a focus on teaching beginners to sew, and that's um, beginners of all ages. Um, we like to empower new sewers to build a lifelong relationship with sewing. We want it to be fun and not frustrating, so we have everything here that you would need to take a class or come and sew in the shop, so you don't have to bring anything if you want to come here. We have an after-school program that runs four days a week. Our adult classes are sort of an open format, 
So people work on different things and learn from each other and use machines that they might not have at home, like sergers and cover stitch machines. And how did you come to open a a fabric shop? Because I think it's so many people's dream to open a fabric store. So it's always interesting to hear how somebody actually did it. Um, So it's kind of a funny story. I... I was a graphic and web designer and I was working from home and with my extra time, I would make things and sell them online, um, like on SE and craft fairs and things like that. So then I started buying fabric wholesale and then I had extra fabric. So I sold the fabric online as well. And then I really started focusing on that. So I started as an online only business, um, a few years ago. And then it was in November of 2016 that it the business was big enough to move into a retail space and um, start teaching as well. We are at 200 Green Street in Melrose and online we are at crosscutsewingco.com. Thank you so much, Crosscut Sewing. And now back to Quilt Market. Okay, so I'm here with Rhonda Stockton. Rhonda, tell me your shop's name and where it's located. And so it began and I'm in LaPorte, Texas. Nice. And um, how long have you owned your store? For a little over a year. Okay. So pretty new in business. And um, tell me a little bit about your shop, how people would kind of describe it or characterize it or what makes it special. Well, I began as a retreat center and then one thing led to another. And so it just started rolling and I opened up a shop. Okay, so you were a retreat center. Was it always quilting retreats or was it some other kind of retreat? Well, it can be any craft retreat or craft venue. Okay, and then you started ordering bolts of fabric? Yes. <laughs> and then there was no tomorrow. Yes. Notions, you know, things that I thought that retreaters would need once they came on the premises. And so it just kind of led to one thing after right. another. Right. Okay. And do you order other kinds of craft supplies or is it really just quilting at this point? No, it's just quilting. <laughs> and I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right. So quilting took over. And um, and so uh, you have a pretty new shop and here we are at Fall Quilt Market. Is this your first time coming to Quilt Market or do you always come? No, I've been coming for a few years. Okay. And you come to both fall and spring? No, I've never been to spring. But I'd like to go. (laughs) Um, And um, did you go to schoolhouse sessions today? I did. And what um, stood out to you from the schoolhouse? Did you see anything that you particularly thought was cool or interesting? Well, they're using hexagons a lot in different sizes. And I have a real passion for the miniature quilts. But it was fun to see the big hexagons done in either using gradient fabric or just, and actually it's half. So they use templates so that there's uh, no Y seams. Oh, nice. So these are machine sewn hexagons. Yes. Wow. So fast. Yeah, right. (laughs) Rather than English paper piece. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. Um, And did you bring anyone with you to market? No, just me. Okay, (laughs) came by yourself. And um, when you think about tomorrow when the show floor opens, do you have like a plan in place? Do you have meetings scheduled or are you just sort of wandering? I am wandering, but I want to look into the online business part of it because I need to be, have my stuff accessible online. Okay, and right now it's just in person. You don't have, do you have a website at all? I do have a website, but they have to call and know me in order to place an order. 
So I need to make it more easily accessible. Okay. So are you thinking Etsy, Shopify, not sure yet? I think like so. It's a online marketplace. Okay. So you're going to talk to them tomorrow? Yes. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. Um, and thinking about your shop this year, as things have gone, your, it's your second year in business. So what's been doing well? What are your customers when they come in? What, have, what are they excited about and what's been selling well? Well, I did a block of the month this year and the, it's been hard getting my name out there. So I need to somehow or another get more advertising maybe, or I'm not sure how to get people more in the store because I have a very competitive shop down the street. So they know about that shop, but they don't know about me. Right. So figuring out a way to advertise or... Yeah. Yeah. That's been hard. Okay. Um, and then thinking about the quilting industry as a whole, as you look at the, the bigger picture, um, do you see any challenges or what do you think the, the industry is facing in the future? I don't know. It might be online business because um, people want to stay home and shop for, in their pajamas, you know, and not get out. And so once you've seen the fabric and you have an idea of it, you kind of know. You may not be able to tell the weight of the fabric, but you can kind of, you know, grasp the scale of it. And I don't know. That's, that's the, the part I think that's the trend is changing. Yeah. And having a retreat center, though, does provide something different that you can't get online. Right, right, right. So the girls do like to talk and sleep and eat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. tell us where we can um, find your shop. Give us the address and if, the web address so we can come and visit. Okay. It is and so S-E-W, it began, dot com. And I have pictures on my website and I have a Facebook page as well. And it's labeled and so it began to. Okay, and great. Give us your um, street address. 211 South 1st Street in LaPorte. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with Brisha Whitley and Cindy Dankers, and they are actually first in line for sample spray, which is super impressive. Um, so can you tell me the name of your shop and where it's located? So our name is Handmade is Heartbeat. Um, we're actually located out of northern Utah, um, just below Idaho. It's a small town called um, Bear River City. Um, and we are a brick and mortar, but we also have an online um, Etsy shop. And you actually started as long arm quilters and then Etsy and then brick and mortar. So tell me uh, how long each of those things has been going on. Okay, so I started machine quilting in 2001. Um, and then we moved into the Etsy sales around 2008 and brick and mortar three years ago. Great. Okay. That sounds great. So um, you were Etsy first and then brick and mortar. And I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about your shop. Kind of how would you characterize it or what makes it sort of special or sort of different? How would people describe it? So up until recently, we mostly just focused on Etsy sales. Um, we did some fun um, group setting classes with a bunch of local ladies where we started selling 
kits, um, and then we slowly moved our inventory that we'd have excess into um, sales on Etsy, and then we just grew from there. And then about um, four or five years ago, we really started more focusing on marketing and online sales um, through Instagram, which has kind of expanded our business significantly over the last couple of years. Um, and our big thing right now that we do is we do a lot of pre-orders. So we want the most trendy, up-and-coming lines. We try and get um, a good following of people who like to buy the same things. And so we usually order those items and people pre-order them before we actually get them in our shop. So that's kind of what we focus our energy on. Mostly quilt kits. And mostly quilt kits, yeah. Mostly quilt kits, um, bundles, things like that, pre-cuts. We pre-sell pre those kind of items. So. Okay, great. Um, and uh, here we are at Fall Quilt Market, and I wondered if you went to any schoolhouse sessions today. Um, we didn't this year. Um, we we uh, got in late um, this year, but we did hit Portland. We went to the schoolhouse last year at Portland, which was really exciting to kind of see the buzz around all the new things that are coming out. And yeah, so we have done the schoolhouse in past years. And was Portland your first quilt market? Um, no, we've been to um, the Salt Lake International one when they've held it. I think it was about four years ago. We did hit um, that market before. Okay, so this is your third time. Third market. She's actually been to four. four so. Okay, great. Um, and so tomorrow the show floor opens. And uh, what are your plans for tomorrow? Do you have meetings uh, with uh, fabric companies scheduled? Or are you more like going to wander around? We're probably going to wander around more tomorrow. We do have um, meetings with our reps um, Sunday morning. Uh, we kind of like to go and look through the first day and see what, you know, the, get an idea of feel for what, what what's going on and then go ahead and get our orders in on, on Sunday morning. So. That sounds like a good strategy. So um, when you uh, think about your shop this year, this past year, um, what has been hot? What's been trending? What's been selling particularly well for you? Is there a certain line or a certain designer or a certain kit that's been doing super well? Um, we typically focus on, I mean, we sell a lot of moda, so we do follow a lot of their designers and try and trend with what's popular there. Um, we found that Layla Boutique does really well with our shop, and every, I'm sure, shop has different consumers, so, um, but our following is mostly focused on Layla Boutique, um, Fig Tree, we sell a lot of Bonnie and Camille. Um, we've slowly um, ventured into Robert Kaufman and selling um, Violet Craft and um, Robert Kaufman's um, Elizabeth Hartman. So those are kind of the designers that we really focus towards when we're purchasing for our shop. Okay, great. And uh, are you excited about Cotton and Steel's, the original Cotton and Steel designers moved to Moda? Yes, we were really excited um, when they announced that a couple days ago because um, we had actually applied for a Cotton and Steel account and got de denied, even though we were an online presence and we had, you know, a brick and mortar, we didn't get an account. So we weren't sure what their stipulations on or who they give accounts to. I believe we applied, though, before we had that brick and mortar. So that might have been why they wanted you to have a brick and mortar. I'm, we're not sure, but for some reason we didn't get it. And so now we'll be able to get that through Moda. It's so. exciting now that we already have our, you know, Moda account that we can now get those designers that are really trending right now. So... Yeah, that is exciting. Um, so as you think about the industry as a whole, um, what would you say is one of the bigger challenges that the industry is facing going forward? Do you have anything you can think about? 
Sure, yeah. Um, online is really hard, especially where we sell online on Etsy. And you can, everything is right there at your fingertips. You can find the best price, the best kit, at, you know, with the free shipping and and if the demand's there, it's great for everybody. But if there's an overproduction of some fabrics, then it does make it hard, you know, to to make sure that you're still selling your inventory at a decent, profitable amount. So that is that are getting to where they're selling it for. I don't know how they're making any money, which which puts the rest of us in a world of hurt. Yeah, there are a few Etsy shops that really do undercut everybody else. I agree. So that's kind of something we've been trying to focus on, you know, just really building a community on our Instagram page and make sure our customers feel like they're getting great customer service so they're willing to come and pay, you know, that price that we feel is a reasonable price for fabrics. And do you have a plan for sample spray tonight? Do you know what you're going to go in and do? Do you want to talk at all about that? We are definitely going to hit up the Moda booth um, and we'll probably hit the Kaufman booth. Um, but it's going to just be exciting, you know, get what you can and it'll be good. Well, I'm sure we'll come out with lots of fun things. So, yeah. And you'll be first in the door. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us where we can go both online and in the store to find your shop. So our brick and mortar is located in Tremont in Utah. Um, our address is 46 West Main Street. And um, you can also find us online at um, www.handmadeisheartmade.etsy.com. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm here with Lori Turner and Carrie Straka. And um, Laura and Carrie, can you tell me the name of your shop and where it's located? Sure. Uh, Boxcar Quilts, and we're in Crossroads, Texas, just north of Dallas, Texas, outside of Denton. Okay, great. And can you tell me a little bit about your shop and how people might describe it or characterize it or what sets it apart? Our building is representative of an old train station um, so it has kind of a vintage antique vibe we have antiques throughout as our displays um, and we do actually have an antique area as well we have kind of a mix of fabrics uh, traditional modern and everything kind of in between and then we specialize in singer featherweight so we sell them we service them teach classes on them sell Everything from the Singer Featherweight shop, so bobbins and oil and grease and belts and everything you would really need for that. So, Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I totally want a Singer Featherweight, so that's really amazing. Um, okay, so how long have you, um, have you been in business? Um, just over a year. We opened October 2017. Wow, okay, so fairly new. And is this your first time coming to Quilt Market or have you been here um, a few times? It's my first time. This is Laura's second market. Great. And um, so here we are at Market. Have you um, gone to some of the schoolhouses that happened this morning? And if you did, um, what stood out to you? What did you see that you thought was pretty interesting or cool or um, new products or designers that you thought um, were especially neat? I liked how there was a mix of things that will help you as a shop owner, um, like marketing tips and things like that, and then also the designer's new lines. Um, our favorite was probably our last one, was Tula Pink. Um, it was really fun. Uh, she has a, a great personality, um, and I loved her new um, Pinkerville line, which is really super. Unicorns are my favorite. I've had purple hair for three years, and now it's blue, so <laughs> I absolutely loved her new line. So. Awesome. Yeah, I missed it. But I noticed um, just sitting down here in the line that as soon as it was over, like a million people showed up yeah. down here. So I think it was it was pretty crowded. Yeah, uh, her, hers is very crowded. But most most of the 
classes, I mean, were pretty much full. So there's been a lot of people throughout the day. Okay, super. And um, did you, so you two came together. Did you bring anybody else with you? No, nope, just the two of us. Okay, great. And um, tomorrow the show floor opens. Do you have a plan in place? Do you have meetings scheduled? Or are you just going to kind of wander? Uh, we have one meeting with Moda, and then from then we're just going to see what happens and wander around and get the full experience. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Um, and thinking about your shop this year, um, what's been selling particularly well? What's been trendy or hot, or what are your customers really into? Well, like I said, we, we sell a lot of featherweight stuff. So we've sold about 60 machines in the last year. Um, and then all the accessories uh, for those. We also carry a lot of pre-cuts. I know some stores tend to carry some um, to little pre-cuts and we get fat quarter bundles, layer cakes, charm packs, jelly rolls, all of them. Um, so a lot of people come to us for those. Um, and then we get a couple of uh, bolts of yardage for individual lines so they're able to get backings or borders and things like that. Um, so I see for us a lot of pre-cuts um, in the past year. Sounds good. It sounds like a neat plan. Um, you have it down to a science. So. <laughs> not, not particularly. I mean, it's our first year, so um, we're still very new. So a lot of things um, will change and happen, you know, over the course of our existence. So, what inspired you to start a, a quilt shop? Are you related to one another or are friends? She's she's actually um, our long arm quilter, and she uh, uh, is contracted by Moda. So she has a couple of quilts here, actually, uh, in the show and in the red and white exhibit um, on the quilt side. Um, but I'm a fourth generation quilter. Carrie's a second generation. Um, so we both come from mothers and my grandmother and great grandmother. Uh, I learned how to hand sew and hand quilt when I was little. So um, I've just always thought about opening one and. My quilt shop is probably two minutes away from my house, so when the building became available, it was just a no-brainer, and it happened really fast. Um, so, yeah, just my love of fabric and those memories that I had from being a kid. That's awesome. So, um, when you think about the future um, and the challenges that the industry faces, is, do you see a particular challenge that you can identify that you feel like the industry is facing going forward? Um, you know, Online sales are pretty hard, you know, places like Etsy, uh, non-brick-and-mortar shops. It, it, it poses a challenge to the brick-and-mortar shops just because they can buy stuff cheaper online. Um, a lot of people like that full experience, though, being able to come into the shop and feel it and touch it and mix different fabrics with different things. Um, but online sales uh, are a little bit of a challenge uh, for all brick-and-mortar shops, I think. Um, and then also, you know, people people tend to say that, oh, that don't know about quilting. Oh, well, quilting is a dying art. Well, not necessarily. We're members of a modern quilt guild, and there's so many members that are young in their 30s. And so I think the challenge is now is just getting kids into the shop and teaching them simple things like pillowcase kit, pillowcase, how to make them, or like little tie bags, things like that. Just sit and still that when they're younger so that when they are older, kind of like me, I stepped away from quilting for a very long time. And then all of a sudden I said, you know what, I'm going to go buy a sewing machine and then carry on with the quilt shop. So I think it's just getting that bug set into the kids, like when they're young, so that when they're older and have the time and the money to uh, to afford the hobby that they can get back into it. 
That's great. And tell us the name of your shop and where it's located, both online if you have a, a website, as well as um, your street address so people can swing by if they're in the neighborhood. Uh, it's Boxcar Quilts, and we're in Crossroads, Texas. Our address is 51 South Highway 377, Crossroads, Texas. We have a website. It's boxcarquilts.com. And then we post on Instagram and Facebook every day. So Boxcar Quilts is our user handles there. Thank you so much. So I'm here with Kelly Marshall. So Kelly, tell us the name of your shop and where it's located. Um, my shop is Simply Macbeth Design Co. And it's just online, but I'm based in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, super. And um, kind of what do you specialize in? What kinds of fabrics do you carry or kinds of patterns do you carry? So I mostly just carry yardage, some pre-cuts, um, but I specialize in pre-made quilt binding. And so I just get different yardages from different manufacturers, whatever I think would be a good binding for people to use but and then you make it I make a, I make all of them by hand just by myself so people don't have to most people hate making binding <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty cool niche um, so how long have you been doing this how long have you been in business um, I've had my shop for about almost three years but I've been making the bindings for about two years so and do you sell on Etsy or is it a um, I sell on Etsy I do have a dot com but it's like being worked on. I do long arm quilting as well. And so my dot com is more so for people to order the long arm quilting. And then Etsy is where all my product is. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so here we are at Fall Quilt Market. And actually, we're sitting in line for sample spray. And um, did you attend any of the schoolhouses today? And what did you, if you did, what did you see that kind of stood out to you? What did you think was pretty cool or exciting? I didn't go to schoolhouse. We actually went to quilt shops and just kind of went around Houston today. But oh, Wow. So what shops did you see? Did you um, like? We went. What was our favorite one? It was tea. Tea Time Quilting, I think was the name. It was just a fun little shop that looked like it was in like an old house. It was just really cute. I like the little small ones opposed to the ginormous big ones that you get lost in. Yeah, because they have a little more um, personal character. Yeah. And like the owner came over and was talking to us and just chatting about everything. So it was just fun. Yeah, that's a neat idea to come to Fall Market and actually spend some time going to Houston quilt shops. Yeah, it was, it was fun going around. I mean, this is my first time at Market. I've been to Festival before, but um, first time at Market. And so kind of didn't really know what was going on today and just kind of wanted to walk around. But didn't really want to sit in a class all day today. So right. we explored instead. Yeah, okay. That sounds pretty cool. So um, tomorrow the show floor opens. And um, what's your plan? Do you have like any meetings scheduled? Are you just going to walk around? What do you think you're going to be doing tomorrow? Um, I have one meeting just scheduled with Moda, just with my rep to go over some new design or new lines. But um, just kind of want to go around and see what people have been up to and going around with my friend Melanie. So seeing what she's up to. Right. And she's a designer. Yes. For Riley Blake. Awesome. Okay. That sounds pretty fun. Um, and so thinking about your shop this year, what has been selling particularly well. Is there a particular print or style that's been hot this year? Um, my bindings have done a lot better this year, and I think it's the stripes. There's a lot of good stripes coming out, and those ones you can't really keep on your shelf as the stripes, whether it's a bias or a straight or whatever, but pretty much any stripe. Yeah, I love well. striped binding. Because it can go with anything, and you can get any color and make it work. So mm -hmm. it's been... Yeah, I'd say the stripes. Are there a lot of shops selling pre-made bindings? That seems like a no. pretty cool niche. No, there's a couple. Like, a lot of people offer, like, um, bias tape as well as quilt binding. I don't do that. Like, mine is just straight quilt binding. It's just easy, and I just try to make it 
So you can, like with one, they come in rolls. I roll them up and I package them so that it's just, you unpackage it and you roll it right onto your quilt just to make it easy. And mine will do up to like a twin size quilt. So you only need to buy one roll and you can do, a lot of people make baby quilts. So you can just do a couple baby quilts with it or anyway, just makes it easier. It's just like a pre-cut that people don't have to do it and they're willing to have someone else do it for them. And I don't mind doing it. I sit there with my kids at home and I'm helping them with their homework while I'm ironing bindings or something. So it, it's win-win for me to do something that's relaxing for me and something that someone else doesn't want to do. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's pretty cool. Um, so as you think about the industry as a whole, um, what do you see as the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges that you think is facing the industry? Um, the hardest thing that I've seen is I just feel like some of the designers, I don't, I don't know how it works with how they come out with their new lines, but they're coming out with them so frequent that there's like not enough time to really enjoy their past design before they move on to the next. Or like they're already announcing their next one and their previous one hasn't even been released yet. Like it's been announced and they're talking about it, but like they move on to the next one before that one comes out. So it kind of just lessens the excitement when it really comes out. It's just kind of hard to stay on top of it all. And then also there's a lot of SKUs. Like each of the collections has a lot of SKUs. If there's, you know, 20 plus SKUs in each collection, that's also hard to absorb. Right. It's just, it's kind of like an overload. Like I love all the designs and they're great, but it's like you just, you don't really know where to start because they just keep coming out with more and you can't, you can't stay on top of it. So it just makes it kind of hard. Awesome. Okay. So tell me um, where we can find your shop online so people can come and check out the bindings. So my Etsy shop is Simply Macbeth and it's just... It's M-A-C-K-B-E-T-H. So, yeah. Great. And the website's just www.simplymcbeth.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this visit to Quilt Market with me and these candid conversations with a variety of quilt shop owners. I learned so much from talking with them, and I hope you did too. And you've been listening to the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Visit my blog, walshynaps.com, where you can sign up for my email newsletter to get the best in sewing, blogging, and small business delivered right to your inbox each week. Today's episode was sponsored by Crosscut Sewing. Located in Melrose, Massachusetts, or online at crosscutsewingco.com, Crosscut offers fun and modern fabric for all of your sewing projects. Shop their Black Friday sale now for the best selection and use the code THANKS18 for 25% off notions, fabrics, patterns, and gifts, now through November 26, 2018. Most orders ship same day, and orders over $40 ship for free. Thank you so much, Crosscut Sewing. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.